0: This is the Squared Co. Podcast, with Mark Morris
1: and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. Jared yes sir can you hear me
0: i can hear you loud and clear
1: how's it going jared it's going good busy
0: crazy flipping (laughs) busy but going good
1: (laughs) uh so in record time this is november 1st the day after halloween or Uh, the beginning
0: of christmas as i like to call it
1: are you one of those I am. I am. <laughs> I actually, I love Christmas. Um, it's by far my most favorite time of year. I love when all the decorations come out. Mm-hmm. And I know people gripe and groan about it happening earlier and earlier every year. And I don't care. I it's don't care. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I do think that there should be a separation between Halloween and Christmas. But November 1st is totally fair game for Christmas. In my oh, book. definitely.
0: Definitely. Because I think <laughs> like Thanksgiving, I know if people go, oh, Thanksgiving. But it's just a meal it's not a it's not a crazy yeah. holiday that way. So I, I think it's fine. It takes so much time and effort to decorate for Christmas and all that, yeah, and it goes so fast. It. Yeah, you might as well. It should we should be on the Disneyland holiday schedule. I think that's the best <laughs> way to, to I judge used to
1: it. actually this will be more teasers for the origin episode, but mm. I used to work at a Christmas tree lot for a season and it always blew my mind that like the day before, people were going to buy Christmas trees, like Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, that's how it used to be, though, didn't it? Like, olden, olden times. Not, not now, but, like, I think it used to be more that you would... Like, you know how they showed in old movies that they're going to decorate the tree on Christmas Eve? I'm like, what the heck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seems like so much work for just 12 hours. You well, know? I bet back
0: then they died so fast. Like, you couldn't keep them, you know... In the house for very long. I don't know. I'm making that up. But then they used to use real (laughs) candles on trees. So,
1: you know, it was a crazy,
0: stupid time back
1: then. That that sounds stupid. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) Um, Okay, but we're supposed to be talking about Halloween. How was your Halloween, Jared?
0: Halloween, uh, same as always. Uh, didn't do anything but pass out uh, candy to uh, rotten kids, Sounds and my exciting. dogs went crazy. Yeah, actually, we had a lot of kids this year, surprisingly. But I give out big handfuls of candy. I'm not one of those one piece per kid things. So they oh, were they were going that's nuts. so lame.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I we had maybe like five or six groups of kids. So there wasn't mm-hmm. that many, and I was yeah. kind of anticipating a smaller turnout. So my thing when I We took turns answering the door. When it was my turn, I was like, all right, kids, you can get one handful of candy as much as your little hands can take. So, you know, they got all excited and I let them take or it was up to them how much candy they got, basically. Right. It was fun. Right.
0: Well, that's very nice. You bought candy actually, huh? That's good.
1: Uh, of course. I mean, did you, you drop a- in any
0: like squared co promotional <laughs> items in the back?
1: No, I feel like that wouldn't have been a good use of uh our marketing dollars if it we just went <laughs> cuz you know, if it's not candy, it just immediately goes into the trash when they get home.
0: Well, as it should, yeah.
1: I remember – do you remember growing up and getting like weird not candy items and trick-or-treating? I remember getting like bags of like – Like toys? Remember. Like the,
0: the crappy nah. birthday party toys? or No,
1: not even toys but like just – I remember getting like a random bag of change. Like some oh. guy would give you like a little bag that had like maybe five – pennies in it yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. i we uh, had a guy on our on our in the neighborhood that would just reach into his pockets (laughs) and just sprinkle change into the bags Uh, someone gave out these like remember they used to make like little turtles out of shells do you remember that like (laughs) like a crafty thing to anyway it was it was something like like a seashell yeah like seashells yeah i thought
1: you're talking about making a turtle out of a turtle shell i'm like that's kind of Weird no, and uh, yeah. kind of morbid. Yeah, no, that was
0: that was my fault. I, that wasn't clear. Anyway, <laughs> so like some people gave out crafty things like that. Some people would give out homemade like popcorn balls, which immediately went in the garbage. Yeah, but never a rock. Never got a rock.
1: In all those, or in not all of them, but in some of the, like the Halloween specials they have on TV, mm-hmm. they'll have uh people that give out candy apples. And yeah, like I know baked goods <laughs> stuff like that. Did you ever run into that? I feel like no. My parents always made it very clear, like, don't ever eat any unwrapped candy or, like, random goods. from. Well,
0: when I was young, like, so this is probably before you were even born. Like, there was a a period where Halloween got really dark and kind of uh, dangerous. Like, that's Mm. when all the the, um, rumors started about needles and candy and and things like that. Like, it, it got really bad for a while whereas they used to encourage you to not go and like people started going to uh, trick-or-treat at the mall do you remember that oh. and it, like it was all these safe spaces I, you were supposed to go to
1: i've heard of um you know like school gymnasiums doing similar mm-hmm. things and churches yeah. and stuff like that my I brother got shot
0: with a bb gun once when you're that's exciting and, did you him? Yeah. I w- no, but the funny thing is, is like he went down, like we all ducked because it sounded like a gunshot, and uh, then he got hit, and he's like, "Oh, I have to go home because I got hit," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> well, good luck with that, because I wasn't about, to, <laughs> I wasn't about to call it quits yet. We just gotten started." So I was
1: I was curious about that, or if you had an opinion, do you think like trick or treating isn't a thing anymore? Like it doesn't seem like as many kids are going. In the past few years, I went with my nieces and like. I remember when I was growing up, I would just go out by myself with a group of friends and we'd be out for hours. As long as people would give us candy, we would be trick-or-treating.
0: I think – I mean it's a weird tradition, especially now. Like everything seems dangerous, so it's funny that this is like still a thing. Like you'd think people would just, you know, not send your kids to strangers' houses for food. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. I I mean – I think kids aren't as excited about candy anymore. Yeah, that's like, I, I don't me think out. It's a, I don't think it's a driving force
1: like when we were little. So, um. uh, Different times. It's a sad yeah. thing. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's move on. So you and I actually got to spend some time together this past month. Oh, yes. if you haven't figured this out, this is the October monthly recap episode. Right. So maybe I should have said that earlier, but... I don't know. Who knows? You probably read the episode title or looked at the uh, episode yes. part. They thought um, we were just
0: being rude to a guest sitting there as we <laughs> <laughs> talked about Halloween.
1: Anyways, we so this month we actually got to spend some time together. You came down and... I did. I, th- I think I mentioned this in a previous record, but you mm-hmm. actually stayed across the street from where I worked, which was totally coincidental, um, but made it... Kind of cool that we were able to actually spend a lot more time together than when you normally come down uh, to Southern California.
0: Yeah, no, it was nice. Like, because it was so close, we could go to lunch and and just do, like, quick things. And, uh, you know, I know on the show I like to make fun of you and say you're an awful person (laughs) and and everything. But I must admit, you know, when it comes down to in real life, Mark is actually much worse. Uh, but he is very generous. So I want to thank you because you did uh, make a lot of time for me while I was down there and you still had to work and do all that stuff. But we got to go to lunch and we went. Well, to, there's
1: um, always time for donuts. Yes. I mean, the donut place on.
0: was the best. You know, what, what was it I, called? Uh, Sidecar Donuts. Sidecar Donuts. The just best. go,
1: just go scroll down through Jared's feed and the probably the latest donut pictures from there
0: might be on our Facebook page which is really where we should be sending people but anyway <laughs> very good donuts i didn't i hadn't heard of them before but i guess it's a it's a thing or a local thing i
1: think it's a chain but i don't think there's that many there's not that many stores open right now but you know th- so there's another place kind of similar to donuts but we went to a cookie store as well yes i so for me i'm a pizza and cookie guy i mean obviously <laughs> donuts are good too but pizza and cookies are like my thing. Wait, wait, so, wait. So,
0: cookies more than donuts?
1: Yeah, I freaking oh. love cookies. Growing up, my mom was always a baked goods fan, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> she would always like knew the best local bakeries, and would, whenever we get a treat, it'd be like a cookie. So I think just because I was exposed to that more growing up, it kind of trickled over into my adulthood. Being a bigger cookie fan than donuts, so I don't your mom, remember.
0: your mom is a baker and an aerobics instructor. <laughs> I'm slowly getting a picture. <laughs> she's not a baker.
1: Here. She's just a fan of baked goods. Ah, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's got a sweet tooth for like cookies and chocolate croissants and stuff like
0: that. <laughs> so, what is your favorite cookie then? If cookies are such a thing, like I know the oh, ones we got were man. were very good. It was like a crazy, but those can't, were like can't crazy do this to
1: cookies. Me. I can't really, know if I can pick a favorite. I love cookies, so I will eat any cookie. I do not like them with like raisins or see, fruit in it. There you go. So that knocks so, out
0: a whole category of cookie.
1: <laughs> any cookie that does not include those, I'm okay in love with. And um, the ones that we tried was from Doe and Arrow. So Doe there and was. Arrow. If you, oh man, we're going all out of order here, but yes. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, if you listen to the M of One podcast, which we'll talk more about in this episode, but we go into detail about uh, what these cookies were. So we'll, we'll promote that episode that. Yeah. when it comes out. It's not out yet, but uh, when it does, we'll let you know. Um, Actually,
0: by the time they listen to this, it could be out. Who, who knows? knows? We'll clarify. It as may so or may not
1: know. be. You never know. Um, but what else did we do that was fun and exciting?
0: So you're just going to breeze over the cookie thing there. That was it. Like I a, like a I mean, How detailed do you want Like a go? basic chocolate chip? Is that, I mean, standard
1: say? chocolate chip is good, but I love when you get more crazy and elaborate. Like um, Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. It's like every... So, okay, fine. We're going to have to talk a little bit more about Don and Arrow. They had like... Oh, man. It was like really fancy and elaborate cookies. So it wasn't just a standard choc. They didn't even have a cho- plain chocolate chip cookie. It was right, like... Right, right. Uh, salted caramel and chocolate chip cookie or something crazy like that and then they had uh, Reese's peanut butter cup cookie that was a chocolate cookie with bits of Reese's peanut butter cups and then the center of the actual cookie had a peanut butter filling. I, don't I didn't think you, you tried know I that was one.
0: I was so distracted by uh, what <laughs> we were doing like I, I barely ate any of those cookies. they looked fantastic and the ones that i did eat were, were very good but i don't know sometimes it gets a little overwhelming with too much stuff on it you know like yeah I, so like the just cool a thing simple cookie
1: or at least in my opinion it was like pretty elaborate but it wasn't like just throwing stuff in there to throw stuff in there no like, no no no. it made they sense. had um like a creme brulee cookie which basically was some like a some form of a sugar cookie but it had that like creme brulee center Mm-hmm. so and like a a candied exterior i don't know okay now we're getting a little too deep but yeah
0: that's fine we're they're gonna if they listen it was to awesome episode, yeah <laughs> it was very good
1: well the other cool thing about the m of one uh podcast is now it's on youtube so not only can you hear us go into detail about these cookies you can actually see them so yeah that's
0: unfortunate yeah
1: we'll leave uh we'll leave a link to to m of one uh youtube channel in our show notes
0: right it's a very silly episode so we had a good time <laughs> but um Anyway.
1: Uh, so what, what brought you, actually brought you down to Southern California?
0: Well, as you know, I'm hugely famous, Mark. <laughs> uh, maybe our viewers don't know that. Our listeners don't know that yet. Hugely famous. <laughs> so I actually did, I was a speaker at Reimagine, and I had a signing at Wonderground that same weekend. So I had a few things to do uh, while I was down there. So it actually ended up being like five days down there, which is really quite a yeah. long time to stay in a hotel room. So, but that's why I went down there.
1: How was your your talk? So wait, before you answer that, have you yeah. done other talks before?
0: Um, small groups, like very small groups. Uh, I've done a few. N- nothing major. It tends to just be about showing my work and, you know. That I was just
1: going to ask, is this more of like a tips and tricks and tutorial type thing? Or is this kind of a – what? what's the focus of your talks that you've had?
0: Uh, I think it tends to uh, – like this one, it tends to be just sort of um, – how I got to do what I'm doing today, kind of just like that kind of thing. It, it's okay. not so specific as like, here's how to draw an illustrator or anything like that. It tends to right. just be more like, you know, how did I develop this love of drawing and uh, drawing characters and things like that. So, uh, so that's basically what I did for this talk. And, uh, I must say I killed it and by <laughs> killed it. I mean, I killed any hopes of a future in public <laughs> speaking.
1: <laughs> I was good. Okay, so that was the next question. Is this something that you would be interested in, or I mean, you kind of answered that right now. Well, is it how, how? What? How is your future in these kind of talks? I guess.
0: Here's the thing. I like answering questions. That's very easy for me. Like I could sit up in front of a group. And answer any questions. Or if I was interviewed right. on stage, mm-hmm. fine. But the minute you're just speaking by yourself, it becomes a performance. And, um, that's very hard for me. The minute it's in my head that I'm performing, I, I just, it's something switches over and I can't stop my hands from shaking and my voice starts <laughs> getting all shaky and, and everything. So I, I have to find a way to do it that I feel like I'm just being uh, casual. Cause I can't memorize a long speech like that. Cause if, uh, you know, when you try to memorize it, if you go off on one spot, you're kind of thrown, yeah. like for the whole yeah. thing. So, uh, so I ended up kind of reading it mostly, which is never good. And um, you know, I think the information that I presented was fine. I, I think the delivery was
1: uh, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it. I didn't think it was embarrassing at all. I thought you did a good job. How do you feel like if this podcast thing ever turns into something substantial? Would you be comfortable doing a live recording in front of a group? Is that something oh, that that's yes. definitely more casual than just you speaking? If you we know, had to get up there people. and either
0: interview each other or interview a guest like that way, um no problem because the 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 focus is off of me and and, gotcha. and you're sort of being asked to come up with something, you know, like right then and there, so it's less about what you've prepared and oh, I don't know. It was just the The minute you get up there and you face all those faces, and it wasn't a huge crowd, though, I think huge crowds are even easier because it's so faceless. Yeah, uh, it's it's that medium-sized crowd that that's tough because you're. Kind you of, can
1: actually feel them looking at you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So like the minute I get up there, I just like it's like I leave my body. Like I could not tell you how I did if I said everything I was supposed to. Like it's. I probably just shouldn't do it. I was so nervous leading out to it. Like, I don't even know if you noticed this, like, but every time we went out, like I barely ate, like I was so <laughs> nervous. Like it just made me, uh, uh it made me crazy. So I don't know. I, no, I, probably, I do remember
1: you only not eating that many donuts and I was pretty disappointed. Well, I you. think
0: the donuts was the thing I ate the most of actually <laughs> <laughs> those are yeah. too good to not eat. <laughs> But anyway, so I don't know. I have to find a way to make public speaking a little easier for me or just, you know, do just, something different. But just I, I like the again. <laughs> communicating with people like i like that. But uh, yeah. some other way. It's got to be. some. Well, other
1: way. I mean, it's it's one of those unfortunate things that if you don't do it regularly or if you don't do it, kind of, you know, kind of a lot, you're not going to get better at it. And it's always going to be kind of uncomfortable. Have you so.
0: have you done it? Have you done much public speaking?
1: Nothing aside from like school presentations yeah. and stuff like that. I, I mean, mean, I know I in your
0: past, you've done very on-stage <laughs> things, but I mean, like that's different. I know that that's different. Whatever
1: could you be talking about? Yeah. Now you totally threw me off. No, I but I mean, it's like of something different, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's
0: performing like, like, do you, do you mind performing in front of people?
1: It, it, it all depends on what it is. Like if again, similar to you, if it's just me on a stage having to like captivate an audience, I get really self-conscious and Mm -hmm. like really start thinking about what I'm saying and how people are receiving it. You know, you just go down this tunnel and you're screwed. I mean, so now I have to do pitches every once in a while, whether it's for Mm. clients for Squared Co or Mm -hmm. internally with my normal person job. Um, And those are always fine because it's usually like I'll have, you know, a five to 10 minute period within a bigger presentation. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I'm padded with people before and after me and it's never too long. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I haven't really had the opportunity to really do something that you had to do, which was like a 30 to 45 minute solo kind of. Mm -hmm. Uh, talk or presentation yeah it just the sound of it sounds terrifying but
0: (laughs) yeah it's funny though like it just it just depends on the setup like i said like if if someone said okay go up here and explain something like that's easy like okay yeah I'll, i'll do that because you know again it's kind of taking the emphasis off of you or performing or being entertaining or or making people laugh and and i must say this this particular group uh they were very um they were very respectful, like they were listening very hard, but they weren't like a, like a participating kind of group. Like you didn't get a oh, laugh yeah. or any kind of response. So it felt very like you couldn't tell how you were being perceived. So
1: so your your cue cards just went out the window when you had that pause for laughs and they didn't laugh. So you didn't yeah, know what to do exa- at that point, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It's one of the things that like it's kind of good to do things like this that scare you, but then – I don't know if it's worth worth the, uh, you know, the ulcer
1: that I got <laughs> over the weekend building up to it. So uh, we'll, we'll see
0: where this leads. Probably nowhere.
1: Yeah. You know, I've, I think I'd be interested in trying it. Um, I don't know if I'd ever have the opportunity or like a platform to do so. Um, but if it ever came up, I would definitely at least try it and see how it goes. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So we kind of talked about the master of one podcast. And part of, I don't know, their podcast, and when they were down here, we mentioned that we were on their show. We did an interview with them. And we also had a meetup at Disneyland. So that was something else that happened before you left. I have to say, you know, they've been doing the podcasting thing for a lot longer than we have. Yes. And you've actually been to one of their meetups before. Oh, we both have. I went to their meetup last year. Last year. And you went to one in Orlando. So for, for me going from the one last year to this year, it was huge. Like I was not expecting the turnout that they had and you can see, uh, if you go back on, check us out on Facebook, I think we posted a picture yeah. of the whole group, but it's pretty yeah. big.
0: Yeah. So we met in the lobby bar lounge at uh, the grand Californian at, at Disney. Cause that seemed to be central for, for everybody. And I think it was a good spot for it. What did you think? Like, because it was so like we didn't know how many people were coming and and it, you know you don't want to have to reserve a table or something i always think that's right. like, but it's not wasn't too noisy in there we were probably the noisiest by far in there but um <laughs> well
1: yeah, the awkward thing is like you don't ever know how to plan size wise so mm-hmm. like you said you couldn't really get a table cuz you don't know who's going to come who's going to show up that didn't like rsvp and who's going to not show that did um so there's all this weird unknown element that goes to it um and, and i then, hate a table
0: because you're stuck next to that person for the yeah, duration you know that like, was
1: the other thing i was going to bring up is like within the a larger group you kind of get segmented off into like subgroups mm-hmm. i mean it just depends on the the, the group that your shows up but i i was happy with the people that showed up there it was a good conversation it was nice to put a face to a name because i know we're both part of the Master of One Slack channel, and a lot of the people in the Slack that I've communicated with before were able to actually meet in person. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's always nice to to meet these people and, and talk to them, and um, you know, it's it's nice that they come out for these things, like on a Sunday night to make the drive over to Anaheim. It's not easy, so um, yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, do, it was a good way to the, sort of end the weekend.
1: You think the Squared Co podcast will ever be able to get uh, people to go to a meetup i think it'll be
0: you and i having dinner somewhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: the squared co meetup oh man that
1: sounds awesome <laughs> when's our
0: when's our first meetup we should uh it would be fun to have something especially because you're in uh, los angeles so that makes it kind of well not los angeles but the greater LA area. I think if you're not, like I said before, if you're not from LA, you'd think that whole area is Los Angeles. So, um, but with all the gallery shows and people coming into town for those things, it's probably easier to do it there than, than just about anywhere else.
1: Yeah. It makes sense because I'm pretty close to Disney too. And that's a very, you know, people always are comfortable meeting at a Disney property.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, so did you go to any movies this this uh, month since of we course. talked about it last?
1: What kind of a stupid question is that, Jared? Do you forget? Well, you tend to forget
0: to. everything you see. Like yeah, you, you haven't I didn't
1: say before. I would remember, but of course I did mm. go. There's <laughs> a big okay, difference. So what there. did you
0: see this month? Well, for this, okay. for this dramatic change of uh, topic.
1: I'm I'm just gonna talk about the one because I know it's something that we both went out and saw. I think it was the same day that they released the Blu-ray of the whole series, and we're talking about Samurai Jack. They re-released the first, I think it was the first three episodes, mm-hmm. um, and kind of made it like a short movie. They aired it on um, in the movie theaters, and it wasn't like you watch 20 minutes and then there's credits. They smushed episodes one through three together without any breaks, essentially.
0: I, I, it's funny, too, because... Uh, it was very short like it felt extremely short didn't it
1: yeah well so just talking about like general things about samurai jack um and i hadn't really watched it the earlier episodes um in years i know they just released the was it season five was the new Mm -hmm. one yeah they just did season five so i watched those but you know going back earlier on I, i forgot I don't know how much I really liked this show from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, It was something very different for its time Mm -hmm. uh, as far as animation goes. And it was really cool to see it on this large, larger format. Just talking generally about the show, um, I really like that it's it's told in a very cinematic way. Mm -hmm. Like the shots and the composition of every shot is very cinematic. A lot of their episodes have no dialogue. So it's like even more important on the story being told through images, which is something that I can't think of any other cartoon that comes close to doing anything like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's um, I I think it's uh, the pacing is is extremely different. Like it's silly enough for kids i think but the pacing is is kind of slow like it really takes its time to yeah you know to just do little moments and stuff so i think that can be a little uh, tough for some people i know not everybody loves this show uh but to me like it it's it's all about the look of this film and the way they the way they yeah. animated and the, the camera shots and, and things like that. and even the music uh, is, is extremely good for for what this kind of show was and i think um I don't know. Do do you think like it was uh, like, do you think it was good at the time because it was so different and now there's more, I don't know. Do you think there's similar stuff like this now?
1: Um, I, I remember the time it came out was like, wasn't it early 2000, like mm-hmm. 2000, 2001 maybe. Yeah, I think so. At that time there was a lot of like fighty kind of cartoons. That was kind of the trend and they had, Another version of the Ninja Turtles that was out. Um, there was a series for Batman that was out, and it was very focused on like the fighting aspect. Mm-hmm. So I think and Teen Titans also, the first iteration of Teen Titans was out. So it was all yeah. very like action cartoons were like the thing. Um, so I think it fit with what cartoons were doing during that period. Um, but just the look and the pacing, like you said. Uh, it was a it was very unique and i don't know if people really could appreciate it when it originally came out
0: yeah i i think it depends on kind of what you go to cartoons for like i think this does not look like anime but i i would i think compare some of its appeal to like how anime works like it's it's not as story driven it's a lot about the style of the thing and and kind of how they carry it out like it, it's less like Here's the beginning. Here's the middle. Here's the lesson we learned at the end. You know, and it and it's a long story that arcs right. the entire five seasons. And uh, like I said, I think that's hard for for some people to take. Uh, th- th- it is a little uneven. I think. I think maybe season three it kind of hits its stride. But uh, like even on this uh, movie that they showed, the first three episodes, the first two are fantastic. That third one i think like with the dogs it was a little (laughs) like finding its ground like finding its balance between straight up cartoon and 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 something more serious but uh but it was neat to see it on the big screen and i kind of always wish that they had done a feature uh with this oh yeah that would have been great
1: yeah um, uh i was happy to see that it it did make a return and kind of finished the story mm -hmm, um yeah talking about season five here that yeah I think, what was it, like 10 years that it, yeah. maybe even more since it went off air. Did you um, buy the Blu-ray set? I did. And I am. I haven't uh, started it yet, but I am really interested and anxious to kind of watch the whole series through mm-hmm. uh, in chronological order. Because I think, actually, there's probably a few episodes that I missed over the years. But for the most part, I've seen the whole series, but not in the order that it was meant or aired or meant to be. Yeah, I did a couple of years ago, kind of I, I did
0: like force myself to watch like all the episodes in a row, season by season. And um, it's good. I mean, you know, it's one of those things like I think they used to have this thing about not killing people on the shows. Do you, oh, do you kinda remember that? Like, yeah. So like I everything remember was robots and bugs yeah, they, and things like I that. remember
1: watching an interview with Jendi. I never can say this last name. Tart- Tartakovsky. Yes. But he was doing an interview at some point, and I think the reason they went with that was be- exactly what you said. It had to do something with the rating system, and yeah. you know this this wasn't an Adult Swim when cartoon when it first came out, where they can get away with some more graphic stuff. It mm-hmm. was you know aired during daytime, normal Cartoon Network programming, and to get away with some of the more violent storylines they made everybody a robot so instead of red blood coming out it was always or guts it was just like oil wires
0: and oil and electricity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so that was uh there was a purpose for that
0: yeah i the only thing the only complaint i had too w- with the with the screening that we both saw was that uh they did do some bonus kind of footage like oh, an yeah. interview with gendy at the end uh, but it was kind of yeah not a big deal like yeah i thought I they could have really done a little more
1: I was hoping that that would have been a bigger part of the whole experience because, uh, like you said, the the first three episodes did go by really quick. I think it's only like a 70, maybe to 80 minute runtime. Mm. So it's not like that took up that much time. I was hoping that they would make it like a full length movie by having like a documentary portion after the fact. And they did, but it was only like 10 to 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, no. It was they could have they could have actually dropped in a whole other episode, even if they just did it standalone, like not having it have to tie with the first, you know, three episodes. Yeah. Uh, would have been nice because uh, I, you know, television animation it's probably only like twenty minute episodes, right after commercials and everything. So it was yeah. probably just over an hour, the yeah. actual runtime but um the only other thing i want to say about samurai jack is it's it seems criminal that there is not an art of book for this series uh, especially now that they've wrapped it up and they can sort of i mean maybe something's coming who knows but
1: uh yeah that would be great there yeah i mean that i have to say that was probably one of the first things that drew me to this series i loved the like the and i didn't realize this at the time because i wasn't really into art and design but I remember recognizing that this was one of the first cartoons that ever that didn't have like the the key lines. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't there was no black outlines to any of the shapes or the characters, and it was very angular, which I also liked. It had a very just dis, like distinct style that I I loved. It was really cool and like totally original for its time
0: yeah i mean it had like it's hard to sort of it's hard to take this out of the time period that it came from because at the time this was a very contemporary sort of illustration style that was kind of happening yeah i mean it wasn't like cult or underground it was just um uh, i don't know just kind of a hip style and to see it translated into a show like this was kind of amazing so i don't know like that you start sounding old the minute you start like saying like oh you know it was really great for its time and things like that but i think some of that is lost uh, when you when you watch this now like i wonder how the new series did like the final season like if it was a hit for the for the yeah it's
1: it's tough to gauge because i know a lot of the people i follow on social media are also fans of it Mm -hmm. so it's it felt like a lot of people were into it but that's just because of the people that i follow you know i don't know how it Really did in terms of, you know, I don't know, a broader audience. Right. Um, right. But while we're on uh, Gen D, T, Mr. T, um, <laughs> do you, were you a fan of the Clone Wars series that he did?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I love much that so. series, too. I mean, it's a it's a weird thing. Like if it, it, they were so short, like so short. Well, yeah, uh, that there, was there was only a they, handful of them
1: it was um well they did two seasons so the first mm-hmm. one i think was it aired like between shows so every episode was mm-hmm. like a four or five minute long episode that would fill the gap between like a seven o'clock and seven thirty show or something like right that.
0: exactly exactly
1: and then i think that did um, well and they did a second season that had like full-length episodes i could be miss like not remembering this correctly but i think that's what happened but it this in in my opinion it's this is like the storytelling of samurai jack but with uh star wars characters and the the, right the style of the art um and the characters were very similar too where it's like very angular Mm -hmm. yeah it was i loved that series
0: yeah. So this, I mean, I'm sure people all know about this series. Uh, it, it bridged, it was supposed to bridge episode two to episode three. And then it did introduce some other characters that became sort of famous because of this, this limited yeah. series. But, um, and the Never. the toys that they did from this series were fantastic. Like I, I still have my, I still have those action figures in the box still from when, uh, when those came out. they're really hard to find, but, um, I really like those Psy- toys. Those were
1: fantastic, Ventress, Asajj or something, Asajj Ventress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. She was cool.
0: Yeah, that was a good show. And and so I was really excited when they ordered the Clone Wars series, and then was was so disappointed when I saw that they were going with that, <laughs> with that other look. I mean, that show eventually did become a good show, but the first season and the and the pilot movie were a little rough. A little rough. Yeah, I
1: remember, <laughs> like obviously. I'm a big star Wars fan. And anytime you have an excuse to like go out to the theater to see something star Wars, you know, I jump on it. And that series came out in the movie that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the pilot movie. Yeah. That came out when we thought that star Wars movies were done. Mm-hmm. So I remember they announced that and, and like, they didn't even make a big deal about it. Like I think it made it was barely in theaters. And yeah. when I went Opening day, I think there was like three other people in the theater with me, which was kind of disappointing. But then, you know, like you said, it wasn't the greatest representation of Star Wars either.
0: Do you think do you think we'll ever get uh, an animated a full on animated Star Wars feature? Do you think uh, it's kind of inevitable with with so much happening with Star Wars? No,
1: I don't know. It's tough because wasn't a live action Star Wars show like in the works for like 15 years and that has never seen the light of day well so
0: lucas that was when it was lucas and yeah he did yeah like, like all these uh scripts were written i think but they he thought the technology wasn't there for them to do it uh, on any sort of you know uh, affordable way uh, and so they were kind of waiting but um i don't know I, yeah. Who, there was talk that they still that that could still happen maybe it's slightly different um but Who knows? I think a TV series is inevitable. Like, I think no matter what, we will eventually get uh, some kind of, especially with all the streaming services now and everything. I'm I'm sure we'll get we're bound to get something.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, to answer your question, I would love to see like a really well done full length featured uh, animated Star Wars film. I think it's possible. I don't know. I mean it definitely won't happen within the next few years cuz they've already slated out what the next few years of Star Wars films will look like. Can't imagine that they're going to slip a an animated film in there unless it's, you know, like super top secret and they just haven't released it. Any information on yeah, that? Yeah, no,
0: I'm sure nothing's in the works right now, but you never you never know. Like they're they so Rebels is in its currently in its last season. Um so I'm curious as to where he's going after he finishes uh, this what's a relatively short run for this show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're moving him to another specific project or if, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea about ratings for that show or not. Like if it's considered a hit or, or not. Yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but not speaking, not of my Star favorite Wars, thing, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star, Star Wars and Clone Wars. I actually kind of ran into Anakin Skywalker this past month. That's right. That is so. Like, I rem- a, yeah. I remember texting you this like. Yes. So okay, back up. We'll 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 end with that with it within this story. So I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Museum of Ice Cream. It's just like Instagram. I don't know what you. That's call all it, it is. But it's just. It's a selfie. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm a selfie exposition.
1: Um. But during during our tour. So they let you in the museum in like groups of maybe 10 to 20 ish, give or take. And once you're in, you go through all these rooms and you essentially you go at your own pace. But since you're with like the same people, you kind of move together as you go through this thing. Mm, Sounds terrible. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) so in our group, we had Maya Rudolph and her whole family and like personal entourage. I was walking through the whole museum with her, her husband, and her kids, and like, um, so that was kind of cool. I actually was in like the one of the big photo ops is their sprinkle pool. Yeah, so I was literally rolling around in sprinkles with Maya Rudolph.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Get to Anakin.
1: <laughs> and then, so like a lot of these types of things, events, and uh, museums, you exit through the gift shop. So. Anakin was not in my group, but when we exited and ended up in the gift shop, he was buying, I don't know, something for his daughter. His daughter was adorable and whatever she wanted, he was buying. And he was like super incognito, like I could barely even recognize him. And I only recognized him like at the very end end as he was leaving because of his um, metal robotic
0: but, uh, hand was it showing Did yeah not have his glove on? He,
1: <laughs> when he put his uh wallet <laughs> in his pocket i saw that <laughs> um no but it he was uh it was surprising he had like a baseball cap on and a jacket and was like super covered uh and i think he's wearing big glasses anyways he was that was nothing super exciting i was too embarrassed to touch him or approach him or ask for a picture or anything like that. But Uh, did
0: you, did you talk to Maya Rudolph or like, I mean, casually like, Oh, isn't this, uh, you know,
1: it was just stupid little like quips here and there throughout the whole thing. But it's, it's, (laughs) we probably came off as like stalkers or maybe even like paparazzi because, and this was totally coincidental. Like we (laughs) didn't mean to run into her at the museum of ice cream. But afterwards, we went to get sushi at, like, little Tokyo area in L.A., mm-hmm. and she, which is is close to it, but it's a drive away, so you have to leave and go to the second location where we ate, and she was there as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> so,
0: weird. That is weird, don't you think?
1: It's, like, it's totally weird, and I can see from her perspective, like, she was friendly at the museum, but, like she immediately got less friendly when we re saw her again cuz you know if you were like if you were to do this with a normal person like if you were yeah. to run into anybody and then you see them again and be like oh like we just saw you at the museum like yeah. weird seeing you again but because of her stature and like who she is she probably immediately took it as like oh these weirdos are following me but it is so kind can... of um
0: like it's kind of a funny spot though right i mean i wouldn't like I, I know that little Tokyo, it's that little like Japan town yeah. street thing where it's all right. There's
1: actually a, a gallery that does pop up shows. I think it's called Q pop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Or some, I think that, so they've, they've done uh, shows in, in that area. But I mean, it's, well.
0: it's a tiny, like, it's not a fancy thing. No, no, no. no. So, like you
1: have to know and like kind of seek it out. It's yeah. nothing that you would like just coincidentally go to you know right by chance
0: but i i could see as a famous person that that would be like (laughs) you know yeah
1: there's there's a hello kitty store there yes and we so like we walked by them at the restaurant and then we happened to go into the hello kitty store and she's there again so it's like we like brush shoulders walking by and i could see that like this like the discomfort in her face and like the disgust, like why are these people following me? Oh, yeah. So I felt really embarrassed because it's, it obviously wasn't the case, uh, but I could see how it could be, you know, taken that way. So Maya, kind of if funny... you listen to this, I'm sorry, we weren't following you,
0: but it's kind of a funny, like uh, it's like a funny level of celebrity that she has. Right. Cause it's not like, I don't know. Like it's not crazy. I mean it, yeah. it no, is she's possible. definitely
1: recognizable and I think other people within the museum were like you know backhanded whisper like oh that's Maya Rudolph yeah. but it wasn't like she's getting swarmed and bombarded by uh, by you know groups of fans just whatever. by you guys yeah <laughs> yeah just by our stalkers that we you guys now
0: have a profile on some kind of uh, <laughs> celebrity stalker website
1: i bet great so, so how was the museum <laughs> though
0: did you did you like the museum I think, I think i was it's coming to oh really to be mm.
1: honest i was disappointed i mean it's a, it's
0: a it's a crazy huge hit for for what it is like yeah. this uh woman who started it uh, is a very sort of uh, outspoken person. Like you should read some articles about her and her plans for the future and what she wants to do with this thing. It's it's uh, it's an interesting read. I, I don't know that I agree with everything she has to say. <laughs> well,
1: so it, I don't know what, how big she's planning to get this thing, but I definitely think it's like, it, it, it was big in the beginning and they're going to different cities. I think they opened up one in San Francisco, which is closer to you. I can't see this last like being that popular for that long because it wasn't as exciting as, you know, I was hoping it would be. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't see it having. Well, I think her plan too is
0: I I think she will do something a little more permanent with this, but I think she wants to create these types of experience so it's not necessarily just that it's an ice cream museum but like something else uh, similar like that Um, but anyway if you get a chance look up some articles with her read what she has to say and see if you agree because uh like she's comparing herself (laughs) to Walt Disney and like it gets a little gets a little crazy so Uh, but it's it's interesting for me (laughs) yeah Uh, uh,
1: yeah um so okay switching gears here again hard hard right turn yep It's so, I think our last episode in September was with the Clarks, right? Or one of the last ones. Um, okay. And it's funny that within that episode, we played a game where, Ugh. you know, like a newlyweds type game. Right. Um, but one of the questions that they asked me was if my house caught on fire, what would I right. take?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And. I had a disappointing answer to Jared, which yes. was my external hard drive. Yep. But I was playing it practical, not, you know, what's my favorite toy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I I mean, I'm sure if, you know, you live in California, you heard about this. May, probably if you live elsewhere too, but there were pretty substantial-sized fires in Northern and Southern California. Unfortunately, I was... Close enough to the fires in Southern California where I was in an evacuation zone. So I literally had to like pack up my valuables or most important things and, you know, evacuate our house. I will say, so this is what I actually left with. This is what I filled my car with when I heard that I had to evacuate because of a fire. So Mm -hmm. number one was the external hard drive. And I have to say, I know you scoff at it, but this has like all things squared co on it. So this is probably the most valuable piece of anything in the house. Like, worth more than my computer. Well, worth more yeah. than no, any no. It's it's a very have.
0: it's a very practical answer. It's not a fun answer. That's that's the only no, reason no, why. But yes, of course. All. But everyone <laughs> says the same things, right? There usually tends to be like photos and documents and and things like that that people things you can't replace so you know but for the sake of that show that's what (laughs) we're talking about but that but you didn't have a whole lot of time so what did you end up grabbing other than so it was the external hard
1: drive drive, i got my computer i got my um luke skywalker anakin skywalker lightsaber like the fx one (laughs) um i got my power rangers helmet my black series po x-wing helmet, my Darth Vader figure that I picked up from Comic-Con this past year, along with the Ninja Turtles NECA toy set that I got from Comic-Con. <laughs> I took my uh, little Mikey by Mike Mitchell and Mondo nice little figure. Nice. Uh, my Super Nintendo Classic and clothes. So, wow. <laughs> that was literally my entire car. So I didn't bring any posters, didn't bring any like prints or art. It was all like toys, collectibles, the computer and the hard drive, and then that was it.
0: So I was thinking about the same thing because, <coughs> excuse me, when we talked about it too, um, like I have that big Darth Vader, you know, replica mask, and I always think that that's what I'd grab. But then I thought if it melted in a fire, it would look like the one in The Force Awakens. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, that could so be, you'd be even could cooler. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, again, it would be photos for me, though. Uh, probably my computers, but um but I think that would probably be about it.
1: Well, my parents have all of the photos. I, every photo right. that I have that's right. worth anything to me is all digital anyway. So I don't really have to worry about physically so, grabbing photos.
0: I know we're, we're being sort of silly about this. And it was a very scary fire for, uh, and <laughs> devastating for, for quite a few people. But uh, how close did it actually come to your house?
1: I don't know, like distance-wise. Um, so... And I'm sure this is just part of like a precaution, predetermined yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of th- thing. But there was like three evacuation zones, you know, like one being the most dangerous zone mm-hmm. that you're closest to the fire. Then there's zone two, which is a little bit further than zone three, which is like the furthest. I was literally like the furthest neighborhood in the furthest zone. Oh. So... I probably was at least a mile away from the fire, if not more. And it had to, like, just go through a lot of other neighborhoods and areas before it got to us. But, you know, nevertheless, we were part of an evacuation zone. Yeah. Um, It's just we were lucky and fortunate enough to be kind of further away from where... uh, where the action was going down, I guess. Well,
0: it's crazy because it was happening exactly at the same time as these Northern California fires were. Now, it's it's much closer to me than you, obviously, but uh, we were nowhere near uh, the affected area. But the devastation of those Northern California, the Sonoma County fires was just incredible. Uh, just very sad how quickly that thing grew and spread and just, uh, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, it took so long to get it contained um, and just... So many people affected by that one. That was, it was weird that it happened at the same time.
1: Um, Yeah. No, that was, uh, that was pretty sad too. I've seen, I saw photos of it and it looked like Armageddon. Yeah. Just whole neighborhoods.
0: Just, I can't, I don't know about you, but like every time I leave my house, I worry that it's going to catch on fire. (laughs) I, well, I, I worry fu- that I, I left never, my garage door open and I worry that it's going to catch on fire. I
1: never thought that before, but it's funny you say that now because within the last few months we've both had fire instances. Mm-hmm. So for me, we literally had to get vac- evacuated and then you, your backyard caught on fire. Yes.
0: <laughs> so yes. you are
1: really close to actually catching on fire. And we are uh, still
0: dealing with but, that. That is just, uh, that's why like dealing with insurance and all that stuff, not fun.
1: Oh, I'm... Yeah. Not fun. That does not sound fun. Another, like in a previous life, I worked as a, oh, what was the term? I think it was an art appraiser. Wait. An ins, fuck, what was the term? I was a an appraisal inspector, um, but I would like go and get information about like old art pieces and posters and like Persian rugs and cars. Um, Like you would research
0: them for, or or, or go. No, So
1: I was, this was like very entry level type stuff I was doing. I would go like insurance company would send me out to go Mm. investigate these claims. So I would like uh, kind of interview the owner and try and get as much information about what had happened versus like what they claimed and then take photos of, the individual pieces that they were trying to get appraised or Mm -hmm. get report an insurance claim on. And then I'd give all of, I'd write up a report and then give that all to an actual appraiser. So they would do the research and kind of through my notes and findings uh, would come up with a value of, what this thing is worth.
0: That's crazy. You've had so many jobs. And again, I know we keep talking about this ridiculous origin episode, but my gosh, like you've mentioned 9,000 jobs since you started this podcast. So it's going to be, when I was
1: in college, it like, so I had a full-time job, but you know, I always took advantage of any opportunity that came my way. So Mm. A lot of these things, like the appraisal thing was part-time. It was kind of just whenever claims would come that were local to me. Right. Um, so it wasn't like steady income or anything, but it was for maybe a couple years that I would do, mm-hmm. do that. Um, and a lot of the other things, too. Like I just earlier in this episode, even I talked about the working on a tree lot for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that's only like a month out of the year. So that's part-time as well. Um, so a lot of the jobs I've done were kind of just part-time stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we've reached an all-time low talking about insurance, uh, on the podcast. So
1: <laughs> let's bring okay, it back. Before, <laughs> the last thing that I want to talk about is the podcast and then decon. But before we get there, this yeah. is, I mean, potentially it could be quick, but who knows? I want to ask you about this. So for some reason I picked a medium, That, you know, what I like to do for art is paper art. But I picked a medium Mm -hmm. that is very, it takes up a lot of physical space. So for you, Mm -hmm. it's all digital, almost exclusively digital. Yes, exclusively um, digital. You can say it. So, well, I mean, with the exception, like once it gets printed, then it's physical prints and stuff. But anything, you don't have to store materials. Right. You know, it doesn't take up space. I have behind me here, you know, you always make fun of me for having the poster tubes which i'll talk about in a minute as well but behind me on the floor i've got like these plastic drawers that are filled with paper both like half cut and then full sheets Mm -hmm. that i use when i'm doing my paper art projects uh but (laughs) so then like i'll show you this on screen like once i finish a piece whether or not i have plans for it or not like what do I do with it if it doesn't sell? So I made this little guy. I don't know Cute. You,
0: do you know is that Cyclops?
1: That is? Yeah. It is Cyclops. Okay. So, good, good. Like, I have a bunch of these random pieces that, like, I halfway finished or finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it takes up physical space. But, I'm like, what the hell do I do with it afterwards? I've well, given- you need
0: what uh, all artists search for. Uh, and it's difficult and expensive. And you need flat storage. Um, you know, every, I think all artists are looking for those big, huge, well, uh, okay, here's the other thin. thing.
1: I have a flat file yeah. and or flat file drawers, mm-hmm. but because of squared co and the fact that I, you know, produce and sell prints, a lot of that either just, so my flat file is paper storage and like poster storage for other prints and stuff. So like, mm. it, it doesn't do me any good. <laughs> Well, no, I think you just Uh, need more,
0: you need more flats. I mean, basically, you know, you're a business, so you're going to have stock and and like, this is going to be an ongoing problem. So like, I think you're just going to need, like ultimately I think it's just going to be more of a space issue than a, than a storage issue. Well, so
1: that's, you always poke fun at me and I don't really care. Still. I don't, I'm not coming off, or I hope I'm not coming off defensive, but like you always say that I've got all of these (laughs) posters back here. It's like, I, I mean, I need them because when I do make a poster sale, I've got to ship them in something. Mm-hmm. So that's what all those are for. And, but it takes up so much freaking space. So and here's the thing for me. It's like- annoying and frustrating. <clears throat>
0: I like to put things Because I want
1: to have a clean working space. Yes. Like, Sorry, go I ahead. can't
0: stand things out all the time. Drives me insane. So I always have to put stuff away. So seeing those boxes back there every single time we <laughs> record, it just gets under my skin. Like, that's fine. You can keep the boxes, but let's put
1: them in a closet. <laughs> or
0: let's put them downstairs. Let's put them anywhere but uh, there.
1: <laughs> no, it. trust me. It drives me crazy as well. And like... <laughs> I don't know what to do with it because I do have a downstairs area, but it's all printing ma- materials. Yeah, so yeah. We've mentioned several times that, like, I print stuff as well. So I've got a giant printer. I've got paper stock down there. I've got a lot of the print storage <laughs> that for prints that Squared Co does sells down there. Uh, it's just this yeah, is so. I mean, if you haven't listened to our last episode with Creepy Company, Kelly mentions that for a while, you know, before they got super successful. They were doing all of the kind of warehouse stuff and order fulfillment out of their house. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. probably year one for Creepy Company, they were where I'm at right now, where it's I have all of our product in the house where I live and I've got to do order fulfillment and all that other inventory type stuff, which I get it and it's kind of a necessary evil um but hopefully at some point we'll be able to well
0: i think because you're renting it's it's difficult to uh, you can't like alter the place that much and, and who yeah. knows if you're going to stay here or not or go to a bigger place eventually like then like once you kind of get more settled i think you can start planning like a bit more strategically but you know until that happens yeah it's probably going to be like that but still i would say just drag it all downstairs
1: or or just push it piles on piles push it
0: to the left so i don't have to look at that every single (laughs) time we record
1: oh man you should never have told me that because now i'm just gonna like pile it on my desk (laughs) right in front of here so you won't even see me it'll just be piles of boxes uh when we record well i must admit like Um, because we're
0: getting ready for designer con right now uh like my my office is a mess like there are just things Completely covering every surface, uh, and just uh, I hate it, it drives me crazy. But because I'm in the thick of it, I'm not gonna put it away every time. So, so I get yeah. that that's kind of your life every day.
1: <laughs> so, talking about designer con, I wanted I just got all of my designer con pins in, mm-hmm. so I want to show you some of them and I will talk about them as I show you. So, for this, I don't know if you can see that it is the Oh yeah, the co, the co from squared co, part of our logo. I made golden pins. So is the thought that the square
0: is the squared? Is that is that uh, kind of what the thought is, and then that's co. So for
1: the, that's just the most like iconic thing I can get from the logo mm. without. I don't know. At some point, I think I'm gonna try and play with reducing the branding to the co, or at least coming up with yeah. seeing how I can turn that into. A better representation of the company mm. um, anyways the next one we got is a Ninja Turtles character that you probably don't know but it, can you see that yeah who, there you go. Yeah.
0: no I have no idea who that is Krang
1: it's cr- yeah there you do go. know your turtles <laughs> so this is oh man this came out really cool um, so we're doing a series of Ninja Turtles prints and there's one pin The pin is the Krang illustration, and the prints, the artwork um, and illustrations were done by, her handle is Squirrel with a Mm KW, so those are more of those, and then we've got, I know this is super exciting, me just talking about what I'm pulling out and showing. I'm surprised this
0: is the first time hearing about this. I I think I should know more about what's coming down the pipeline.
1: (laughs) Here's... I showed you this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's a great the, one. Mm-hmm. It's a Ghostbusters pin. And the white part glows in the dark. So this is our first nice. glow in the dark pin.
0: And who designed it's, that um,
1: one? Uh, Chris Ramo. Mm, nice. Who is a friend of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am. And yes. the last one that I have is. I'm still waiting
0: on my spooky things book from Chris too. I
1: haven't gotten it yet. Oh, jeez, Chris. What's the holdup? All right. So the last one is Thor's helmet.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't. I can barely see that. But, yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: I did an illustration of this a few months ago when they released the first teaser trailer. Mm.
0: Is it the movie one? Is I can't. Yeah. It's too much going on there. Is it like the, the, the film one or is it the comic book one?
1: It's the new one that he wears in the film. So I have like a very graphic kind of reduced version of that. I'm so glad they cut his hair for this new one too. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh Yeah, so anyways. so Those are the cool. new pins. Those um, are the, going the squared to... coat pins we aren't going to sell, but I'm going to use them to give to like Yeah. 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 And promo and maybe giveaways and stuff like that. But the
0: turtles pin and the um, the Thor pin and the Ghostbusters pin, those will be available exclusively at DesignerCon. Like they're not on the site yet. Right.
1: No. So, yeah, we're going to sell those. And the Power Rangers pins will all be available at DesignerCon. And if we have anything left over, then uh, we'll put that up online. Mm,
0: okay. Very cool. So designer con is coming up. Yeah. This is going to air, uh, I think just days before, uh, DesignerCon. Yes, it's, it's. Yeah.
1: It'll be the week before
0: November 11th and 12th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Uh, we talked about it obviously last week too, and we're going to continue to talk about it today. Uh, so what else are you, <laughs> what else are you bringing? I know you last time you mentioned the, uh, Power Rangers print and the pin set.
1: Right, Right. so the as far as the new things go, it's the pins that I already mentioned and then uh, the Power Rangers print, which was done by Mike Anderson. And
0: how are your walls coming along?
1: So they are finished. They actually finished last week, but I haven't been able to go and pick them up. I'm doing it this weekend. I'm excited. I mean, I can't imagine that it really, you know, anything went wrong, um, but... Hmm. Yeah. This weekend I'm going to pick them up and start putting the command strips down on them. So, and like kind of figuring out the positioning of all the, the framed artwork. How, how are you going to go pick this up? Are you going to have to like get a truck or something? Or are
0: you just going to go?
1: Uh, so I'll have access figure. to a, like a big commercial sprinter van.
0: Okay. So yeah, it is that big. That's what I was wondering. Cause uh, yeah. unless the, I thought, unless this thing really collapses, I don't see how you're going to. So you will arrive okay. there when? Friday? Uh, in Pasadena.
1: Yeah, so uh, hopefully I'll be done and preparing, like, and packing uh Thursday, and then I'll get there super early Friday morning, or whenever you're allowed to get there.
0: Okay, so you will be there pretty, pretty early for that's, setup. That's
1: the plan. I know last year it was also the plan, but I didn't end up showing up till like two. Oh. Uh, just because, and so I talked to you about this beforehand, but now I'm running into the issue where it's like, I've got all the, like the kind of the major things done, but it's all these little tiny tasks that I'm running into. Me too. Right. Um, I mean, this is what happened last year. It's just a string of smaller tasks that kind of set me behind schedule. Um, but it's little things that you forget about, like, you know, uh, signs for pricing Mm -hmm. and, like a inventory and sales sheet, tally sheet, um, just little stupid things like that that aren't necessarily vital and don't take up that much time, but you know. Well, I think still- that's the problem:
0: is we tend to think like, oh, that won't take long, and then all of a sudden you have like five hundred of those little uh, exactly tasks to do. So, like right now, I'm like printing and bagging and signing, and uh, I just went to Office oh, Depot to buy a bunch of that like little signage stuff. Uh, because kind of once you're there, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, it's kind of too late. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can go running around that night, but it tends to be too late. So I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to trying to get everything together. I bought a wagon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to carry my I stuff from, one, the, from the hotel to the convention. I'm going to have, gonna
1: have to figure out a bigger, a, like a dolly system or something. I might hit up Tony and ask if I can borrow his rock and roller. Oh, that's right. To, uh, <laughs> to uh, transport the walls. Because all the smaller stuff will fit in the wagon. It's just those walls that are so big. Um, it would be a little bit trickier to, to carry.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so then it's uh, two days. Uh, do you have enough stuff to last you two days, you think?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. So, I mean, not only the new stuff that I just mentioned, but we've got leftovers from the princess bride show the tasty real estate show and even some aliens prints so yeah we'll definitely have enough everything all the new stuff is pretty limited i think all the prints are 25 or less Mm -hmm. uh edition size so it's not we don't have an abundant amount of any of these prints so there's a potential that they will sell out there
0: is one print that i'm particularly interested in that you're going to be carrying
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right! I totally <laughs> forgot about. Thank you. The most important one. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's this little uh, up-and-coming artist, uh, Jared Maruyama, who was nice enough to do a print for us uh, featuring all the Leica characters. So yes. We will also have a an exclusive Jared Maruyama print. That's um, right. At the Squared Co. booth. Yes.
0: How dare you make me bring up my own print. Uh
1: but that it'll all have posted images
0: by now. So I am sure people will uh, have heard of it by Already now. Already know. Um, it's old news. Yes, old news so now. What, yes, what do now. But I will have a print there. I will be one booth down from Mark in case you didn't listen to the last episode we talked about this. Uh so I will be there probably going back and forth between the two booths as much as I can.
1: <laughs> uh what's uh what do you have that's new? at your booth.
0: So I'm going to have a Teen Titans print. That's new for this. Um, I have some mini prints that I'm doing for it with some different characters. Uh, I do those every year. Um, and then Is a lot it? of, yes, Pennywise, little Pennywise, uh, mini print. Um, and then a lot of, like we said, the, um, the prints that were, uh, from previous shows throughout the year will, will be there as well. So, um, I'll have posted all the stuff on my site. You can take a look there and see.
1: Ooh, I'll play your game. What's the most important print that you're gonna have there?
0: Uh I'm assuming you mean something printed by Squared Co. Well, you're doing yes. the printing on the um uh, Whoa. No, on no, the Teen no. the Titans print. print.
1: The f- the first print job that I did for you, where I s- went super out of my way. That's right, yes.
0: And I was going to get to that. And the Princess uh-huh. Bride print, which is sold okay. out on the Squared Co. site. I have a few. Uh,
1: uh, are you doing APs. any? Are you selling any of the uh, super special edition versions? So of those?
0: there's the, the standard version, which is just uh, the, the straight up print. Um, and then there's one that's on sort of a textured paper that looks really nice. Like I looked at it again, I forgot how nice that one turned out. Uh, it works well with that with the colors in that particular print. Uh, but then I do have the gold foil one, uh, just one of the ah. gold foil ones that, um, we'll be selling cause the other ones are a little, they were sort of the, the sample ones that you had done. Um, oh. so not all of them were, um, you know, sellable. Well, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I, I'm probably going to bring them all in case someone does want to to purchase them, but I do have at least one of the gold foil ones, which are really very nice, uh, very elaborate printing on March part. So thank you for that. You're but welcome, Jared. Yeah, but uh, I think that's it. Oh, I'll have some stickers, some eh, – I don't know if I'm doing buttons this year. Um, and that's about it, I think. And uh, my recommendation for everyone going to DesignerCon is bring cash if you possibly can. I will have <laughs> credit card capabilities with that little PayPal – triangle thing i don't yeah. know use. but i, I find I've that one um, of those too. connectivity at that uh, convention center for some reason is a little spotty oh
1: um, you know what would uh piss me off last year so i was like i didn't do a lot with paypal up until decon mm-hmm. it, it was like a few online sales here and there but it wasn't like heavy traffic right and because this made such a like big deal for me because it went from like a couple hundred dollars to yep, like you know yep. a lot of dollars in one day they suspended my account yes. so after day 1 paypal wouldn't it wouldn't work and i was like oh my god what is happening right now yeah. and i finally figured it out like they sent an email saying like oh due to a high volume of activity we're right. suspending your account i'm like oh my god so gosh, what did you do so uh, we ran out to Target and got a square card reader. Oh. oh which is essentially the same thing, just a different uh, uh, application.
0: No, nothing makes me more nervous than, than doing all that credit card business. Like, uh, i
1: Well, the thing yeah. that's annoying is that it's, you know, nine, maybe eight out of ten times, it's fine. Yeah. But then, like, that one out of ten, it's, for some reason, like, it doesn't work, and that person's on the other end, like being all fidgety. And if it takes too long, there's the potential for them to be like, Oh, never mind, just mm-hmm. forget it. Yeah, and that's that's uh frustrating.
0: Well, and then like you worry if you're gonna charge them twice. I mean, it's all easy to remedy, but still, yeah. you worry that you don't wanna appear like well, it's the customer service experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so that's why I say if you can bring cash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the second part to that. Is make sure you start on uh, our booth, our row. So go see us first. Absolutely. Um, So that, because this is a a lot of times we ran into this. People would say like, oh, we'll come back. And they never do. So start with us first. Don't come back. Start with us.
0: So we're basically, we're on like, I think the last row of the main room. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, God, we should totally have the booth number. Well, I'm 401 and I think you're 407. (laughs) Okay, some, there you go. Four oh one and four oh seven. Which doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, but, but yes. there's there's two rooms. I don't know if you would call it the main room because I call the bigger room the main room. Oh no, um, I think
0: it's the main room because it's the right where you walk in past registration, I think that's the, yeah. the main Anyways, room. Anyways,
1: find find four oh seven and four oh one. We're
0: in the Just, carpeted room. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I prefer that go. room. I I like that room much better. The lighting is much better in that room, don't you think? Than than that. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That warehouse. And it's quieter room? too. Yeah, it's
0: very echoey in that other one.
1: All right, Jared, that's all I got. What?
0: That's it. <laughs> okay so there's one thing before we go a little clarifications corner uh, on the last episode that's oh, right uh, that's the, right, cre- that's the right. creepy company uh, episode i uh, jokingly said uh, bad things about people who dress <laughs> up like jedis and i want to say that that was specifically <laughs> for me like i meant that was sad for me as an adult to be dressing up like <laughs> there are obviously people out there who do really great costumes and can really pull it off but for you know 45 year old fat me in a jedi costume it's it
1: it looks comedic so is this did you get a a note from our corrections department uh
0: my own personal (laughs) yes corrections department wanted to make that now when i was listening back to the episode though i thought oh that's kind of that's going to come across wrong because i don't i don't feel that way it's just uh, that was just about me dressing up not about cosplayers in general so
1: so we have a there's another uh Correction that we need to address as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily you came up with that. Otherwise I would have forgotten about it completely. <laughs> but we are <laughs> We're still doing um, a giveaway. We'll announce the winner after decon. So this will be the week of the 13th We'll announce the winner mm-hmm. um, But if you want to enter this contest, we're giving away some creepy company merch and some squared co merch as well So it'll be pins stickers from both squared co and creepy company um, and in order to get an or to put an entry in for this contest, we ask that you rate and review us on iTunes mm-hmm. and I wanted to clarify that you have to also write a review um, and the reason for this is if you just give us five stars, then we don't see those individual people we only see the individuals as they are uh, as you leave a review like a written review so It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can just be like, oh, podcast with cool dudes or I love Jared or whatever. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, it can be elaborate. We do appreciate any feedback. um, But, yeah, make sure that you do write a review. Otherwise, we won't know and you won't be entered into any of our contests. Right. Right. Uh, um, but so it's super al- easy. Uh,
0: but also I, I wanted to mention uh, something else because we are, we are doing something a little different this week. And this is a clarification for even earlier in this episode, when I said this will air uh, <laughs> the week of Comic-Con. Cause I, I don't, I mean, designer con, I don't think it will. Right. Isn't that correct? Because the week of designer well, con, because we are so busy, we're doing something a little different.
1: We've, we've mentioned this before where episodes one through 18 are currently only available on SoundCloud. Right. Um, but we there's some good content in there, and we definitely want you to be able to listen to the some of the guests that we had in the earlier episodes. So we're going to be re-releasing them, and those episodes are going to be called replays. Um, so the week of DesignerCon, we are going to replay three episodes. Two of them happen to have other artists that will be at DesignerCon. So we're going to start with Andrew Kolb um, for our first replay uh, but the two or the three artists that will be at DesignerCon that we've interviewed so far will be Jared Shore, which will be – he will be at Jared Maruyama's booth. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have Tony Bowie and Chris Lee who will also be at DesignerCon. So all of DesignerCon week will be replay episodes. So
0: we've recorded new intros for these um – so there's a little bit of new content at the beginning of it but otherwise uh, we just wanted to make sure that these uh, these interviews were available uh, mainly for our guests that that took the time to do it. We don't want these uh, episodes lost uh, to to um because we right. don't can't figure out a technical glitch in the uploading of of episodes. So um so look for those uh, yeah. the week of uh, DesignerCon.
1: Oh, and so last thing this is I swear this is the last thing. Mm. Um I made it I don't know how you're listening to this. If it is on iTunes, obviously it's easy to do the rate and review. But if it is on SoundCloud, I added a link um, on the side there. There's a list of links that goes to our website and other areas. Um, But one of them says rate and review and there's a little Apple icon. If you click on that, it'll take you directly to the iTunes page where you can Leave um, a rating and review for us, which will equal an entry into any contest that we have Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. So no matter when you're listening to this, if you rate and review, you'll be entered into our next drawing, our next contest. So please do that. And we try to make it as easy as possible. Jared, did you have something else?
0: Nope. I think uh, this has gone long enough. And you had that terrible green protein shake before we recorded. So you probably have to go to the bathroom (laughs) by now. So we should probably wrap it up.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's all we got. So please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. But that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. This is definitely getting edited by... <laughs>